You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For everything, for everything indie, for everything cults, it's the Blue Horseshoe now. Here's your host, George Bremer and Ryan Hickey. And welcome into the post-game edition of the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Ryan Hickey and George Bremer here with you. The Colts on Fortune do fall to the Eagles 17-16. A lot to break down in this matchup, George. Colts offensive line after looking good last week, kind of comes back down to earth. Same thing with the running game. Defense plays one of the best games of the season, but unfortunately still ends with a loss. A lot to get into here. A lot to unpack from the Colts now falling to 4-6-1 on the season. But really, I think the, the best way to start, George, the best way to sum up is kind of same kind of stuff. It's a different day with how the Colts find a way to lose, which has kind of been the story of the season so far. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they're, they're not able to close out these close games more often than not. I think they're 4-4-1 now in, in one-score game, so I guess it's kind of a coin toss situation in, in each of these these games. Uh, but it comes down to the same thing every time. They're, they're not protecting their quarterback well enough, and they're not putting enough pressure on the other quarterback well enough, especially at the end of these games. So uh, right back uh, where they where they started from, and I, I think that's the frustrating thing right now uh, for everybody with this team, that, that you're looking – uh, it's almost Thanksgiving, and, and you're still talking about the same issues you were talking about after week one. And it, it's just maddening because this game was there for the taking. This is a game that, especially defensively, they dominated and controlled the game for, let's say, three and a half quarters against one of the best offenses in all of the NFL. You get off to a hot start, which now, again, under Jeff Satter, at least, credit to the Colts, they are two for two this season in terms of getting off to a good start. They scored their first touchdown of the season on the opening drive march right down the field. They run the ball really well. We kind of get into the run game and the offensive line struggles in a little bit here. But at least coming after this game, George, it feels like, again, we're sitting here. The, the biggest thing that hurt and why they have not come out the win uh, on Sunday is the fact they can't punch it in in the red zone. They can't score touchdowns when they really need them. They got down in the red zone three times. They scored just once. That, get, again, came on the first drive of the game. And you have a crucial situation to start the second half. You take over the ball in three consecutive drives. You start on the Eagles' 22-yard line. You start on your own 47-yard line. You start on your own 45-yard line. Really good field position. Three drives in a row to start the second half. And you score a grand total of three points. Now, again, not obviously not all those ended in the red zone. But, again, when you have an opportunity to put a game away by scoring six, the Colts, like they have all season long, have failed to kind of put teams away, put them out of their misery, and you let a good team hang around. This is what happens, George. They come back and finish the job. 
Yeah, um, to me, there's two drives in particular you point to uh, that cost them this football game. The, the one was the very first drive of the second half, uh, which you're talking about a strip sack by Yannick and Gakwe at the 22. You punch that in. It's a, it's a two-touchdown lead at that point. Not that the Eagles can't come back, but it's going to change a lot about the, the way the rest of that game was played. Uh, and then at almost the last drive, it's second to last drive of the game for the Colts, uh, you've got a first and goal at the five. And if you score... It's going to be 20 to 10. The ball game is over. You lose yardage. You end up kicking a field goal. There's a missed face mask in there, but that's part of, of, of the whole picture. You know, they're, they're putting themselves in positions where those kind of things hurt them. And you can't do that. You know what I mean? They're doing it too consistently. Uh, you get three points on each of those two drives and you lose by one. You score a touchdown in either of those situations. We're probably having a different conversation right now. And again, it's small things like, we're not asking the Colts to make a, you know, a heroic play every single drive in order to, you know, score a touchdown. It's small things like after the strip sack on Jalen Hurts to start the you know, first play of the second half, you have a third and I believe it was six, uh, Paris Campbell, you just got to catch the ball. I, you can make an argument that was a good play by the defensive back, but have strong hands, catch the ball. This is the first down. The, the drive keeps going, and who knows, maybe then with the momentum, you're able to score a touchdown instead you know, balls ruled incomplete after weirdly being ruled a catch at first on a fumble. Then you settle for three points. And again, you allow an Eagles team where you said you could have gone up 17-3. Now it's 13-3. So you're still leaving a good team around. And then, like you said, you, you get down to the red zone. It, it's an area we identified too on a lot of these um, preseason pods where you had Carson Wentz. And this was one of the areas the Colts really struggled in was red zone offense and scoring touchdowns. And we thought, all right, you bring Matt Ryan in, a good decision maker, still has good accuracy. That could be an area where the Colts improve on offense. And if you're scoring touchdowns, again, you're going to win a lot more games. I mean, we could go through the schedules, George, so far for the first 11 weeks and probably pick out, if you even score one more touchdown a game, at least three or four wins. And and it comes down to not being able uh, to score six and instead settling for three like they have for a large part of the season. Yeah, I mean, if they finish more drives in the red zone, they're probably eight, two, and one right now. I mean, the only two games I can think of right off the top of my head where that wasn't the, the primary factor they lost were week two against Jacksonville and then the game in New England, they got Frank Reich fired. Yeah. Outside of that, I think the, every other game, if you finish in the red zone, Good you point. win those games. Um, but that's it, it's just telling me that's who they are right now. I mean, if they play a, a team with a bad offense or a team with a bad head coach, uh, they're able to to pull these one-score games out. If they play a team with a really good offense, with the exception of Kansas City, they're not able to finish these games. And I think that's you know that that's where you're at. Uh, there's so many, again, this week, there's so many plays you can go back to, if only this, if only that. You know, if they call the face mask on Matt Ryan, it's first to goal at the one, you probably win the game. If Zaire Franklin turns around and looks for the ball instead of committing intentional pass interference, he's at least going to break that play up. He maybe gets an interception that seals the game. You win the game. You know, you can go to probably 12 plays like that in this game where, you know, if if Paris Campbell holds on to a ball and they get a first down on that first drive, you know, so many. But that's to me. And that's what I said in the pregame pod. I had a hard time picking this game. But at the end of the day, I felt more comfortable that the Eagles would make the plays down the stretch uh, and not hurt themselves and, and that the Colts would not. And the Eagles did plenty to hurt themselves throughout this game. But when they had to win it in the fourth quarter, they made the plays they had to make. I mean, at one point for the first touchdown, Hurts threw a dart in there to Quez Watkins uh, to get that score. And then on on that final drive, uh, talking to DeForest Buckner after the game, they gave him a look. They hadn't given him all, all, all night long. Uh, as far as a quarterback draw goes. And he thought for sure it was a pass. He thought he had one-on-one coverage for the first time all day. As soon as he made his pass move, 
his rush move, he realized, as he said, it, uh, everyone in their mama knew it was a quarterback draw except for him. And Jalen Hurts <laughs> basically walked into the end zone. Uh, you know, that's those are the kind of things that that good teams do. In the, and that's, you know, we sit here and we say if and but every week, but that's that's what this league is. More often than not, it's a one-score game. One team made a handful of plays and the other didn't. And the Colts have, have just not consistently been that team this year that, that makes those plays. That's how you end up at 4-6-1. and one. And it's maddening, George, because, like, I don't – we should, through 11 weeks, have a feel and at least an idea of, is this a good team, is this a bad team? What's their identity? And it's like, I know they've gone through some coaching changes that, you know, does muddy the waters a little bit, but, like, I honestly still can't tell you if this team is good or bad because like, again, the record says they're not, which you, you know, for Bill Parcells and many other people in the NFL, you are what your record says you are when you're four, six and one. And to, some of the teams because have lost to, you're not a good, you're not a good team, but it's also at the same time. It's like we are sitting here talking about again, two or three plays per game that, that change that some guy makes a play or you know, just get a bounce that goes your way. And who knows what this Colts record is and who knows where they are. Cause like, they're not as bad as a record says they are. They're, they should be a lot better, but also at the same time, anytime that we talk about, you know, how much better that they should be, they also don't make enough plays to kind of show you that they're a good team. They're somewhere stuck in the middle, and it's maddening because even in a game like this, again, we're talking about the Eagles, one of the best teams in the NFL, and for three and a half quarters, you felt pretty good about where this team was. I know offensively, you want to get more, and we'll get into the offense here in a second, but it's just like, especially defensively, they did a great job against Jalen Hurts for the most part. This running game, I know the numbers kind of look bigger. I think they ran for 141 yards as a team, and 4.3 yards per carry for the Eagles. But it didn't feel like that run game was really that explosive, really kind of killing the Colts. Like, there was nothing really outside of the Quez Watkins throw uh, and touchdown that kind of was like, oh, wow, that's just a, a bad defensive play. And maybe this IR, frankly, like you mentioned, pass interference call that was costing about 30, 35 yards. But it's like, we are sitting here talking about a defense that played really, really well. At times, the Colts offense is string things together. That's made me also too maddening, George. Like, for the most part, for the most part, the Colts don't have a hard time moving in between the 20s, which, again, highlights the red zone and makes it even more frustrating. They can move the ball. Like, they can put first downs together um, and go from 20 to 20, and then all of a sudden the field condenses, and then it's really, can you win a one-on-one matchup? Can you block your guy? That's where there's always seemed to be, every single time in the red zone, for the most part, one guy that you can't win a route, you can't make the right block, you can't make the right throw. And it leads to, again, three points or no points. And we're sitting here talking about another close loss for this team in a game in which they frankly should have won. That's what the maddening thing to me about this season is it's been the offensive line all year long. We know that when they do their job, the Colts look like a good team. They look like a playoff team. When they don't, the Colts struggle. They can't put points on the board. And the defense eventually gets worn out and gives up, you know, a play that they'd rather have back and they lose games. Uh, to me, the story of the season is going to go back to how they responded to that second loss at Tennessee. It was a frustrating day. There's no question about it. But you bench Matt Ryan then. The next week you fire your offensive coordinator. And the week after that you fire your head coach. And here you are two weeks later, still the same football team. The one guy who survived all this is Chris Strausser, the offensive line coach. And I will never understand that. And it's too late now. You're, you're shorthanded on offense now. You're not going to make a move like that at this point. Uh, you know, Jeff Saturday has said all since he took over that, the, you know, they're short staffed on offense because they are, they're down a coach. Uh, you fired your offensive coordinator the week before you find your, your head coach. I never get that. I mean, it, it comes back to the same thing. The offensive line was great on the opening drive. The Colts went right down the field. They put seven points on the board. The rest of the game, they were inconsistent at best. And the offense was inconsistent at best. It's been the same story all year. I mean, I, I hate to, to, to be the broken record, but it's, it's been the same story all year long. 
they made every change imaginable except that one. I'll never really understand that. And I think it adds to part of like the frustration too. Like I maybe shouldn't like, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't even be as frustrated as I am because I should just identify this team's not good. And then, oh, they, you know what? Maybe I should be even happier, frankly, that, hey, they played one of the best teams in the NFL close for three and a half quarters and weren't embarrassed. Like they cover the spread. That's, you know, that maybe should just be a win. That's where my bar should be. But it's like the more you watch these games and, and two, it's like it's the same thing every week, but also it's not. Like you're right. At the end of the day, right, it's usually coming down to the offense not really doing enough to to get points on the board. Again, they scored 16 points again for one of the lowest scoring offenses in the NFL. So that story has stayed the same. The defense has played great for the most part. When you need them to recently, have they gotten able to get one stop? No, I'm not putting it on them. We'll get into the defense here in a little bit. But it's also too like while the story is kind of the same, like you mentioned, George, it's basically the offense not getting it done, the offensive line struggling. It's also too at the same time, it's also different. Like the Colts offensive line, the first drive, Jonathan Taylor, they look great. I really thought this team would run for 150 yards. They're going to push the Eagles around. And then after that, they they couldn't establish the run really whatsoever. The offense line all of a sudden started getting beat more. Matt Ryan started getting hit. So it's like even though the story for the most part is the same every week, it's almost a little different, which is almost even a little more maddening because at times they give you a reason to believe. They give you a reason to, like, oh, look, maybe there's an improvement. Maybe Jeff Saturday in a short time here has turned the offensive line around or provided some sort of spark or just like unlocked another level that Chris Strauser, Frank Reich, uh, Marcus Brady just couldn't get for whatever reason. And then at the end of the day, but we're sitting here, you know, an hour after the game, it's you look back and it's like, sure, some areas are different and some are a little bit better. Maybe a quarter is better. The, the starts have been faster. But it's still at the end of the day, like you mentioned, George, we're sitting here talking about a team that loses another close game and can't make the two or three plays that separate them where they are towards the bottom compared to where a lot of teams are who do make those plays at the top. Yeah, you know, and get another fumble on a, on a play that was unnecessary. I mean, the offensive line is pushing Jonathan Taylor for more yardage. You've already got the first down. If you go down there, maybe you get three points there, and it, you know you missed a field goal that that would have given you obviously three points. You can go back through that, but I feel like the the way they get there is is unique each week. But the story is the same. the The only thing that really changes is whether or not they were successful on the final drive. And today they weren't even close. They couldn't even really get going on that final drive. Uh, that would have been able to, you know, go and take the lead back. So it's the same thing, you know, over and over and over again. And I, and I don't know, young guys on the offensive line, I think have a lot to do with it. You know, you saw both Will Fries and Bernard Raymond today, I think had trouble with penalties uh, that, that really hurt this team on, on, you know, put them behind the sticks on some drives and, and kind of ended drives before they really got started. Uh, that That's not a new thing. That's something you've seen a lot this year. I think the difference between the first drive and the rest of the game, and Philly came out in nickel for some reason. I'm not really sure why they did that. Everybody knew that the Colts were going to try to run the ball today. That was the blueprint. They came out in nickel for some reason. The Colts pushed them all over. Philly made the switch uh, back to a base defense, and they really controlled the rest of the game. It's kind of like the White Lotus. It's kind of like Survivor. You can change the faces. You can change you know, maybe some of the details. But in the end, like you mentioned, the story's still the same. The overall theme is still the same. And here we are, George, with another post-game pod talking about another Colts loss in a game which they frankly should have won, had it in their hands. They themselves, for the most part, lost. It wasn't, you know, the other team winning it. And that's how you get to 4-6-1 after another 17-16 tough loss where Colts were in it, but again, couldn't make a play or two on either side of the ball to get the win. When we come back here in the Blue Horseshoe pod, let's dive a little bit more into this offensive line and the run game. We saw a big revelation, a big change last week against the Raiders. We'll try to develop it or we'll try to de decipher what the main difference was and why they really struggled uh, this week against the Eagles to do in the Blue Horseshoe pod does return. <laughs> 